Technology Podcast with your host, Jenny. And Matt Morris. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to read food labels. So we're going to explore food labels, some nutritional information, and go over some sneaky non-vegan ingredients that you can identify. Of course, the best foods to eat would be those that come without food labels, like whole foods. But let's be real. Most of us are eating our processed indulgences also. Yes, and these food labels should not be difficult to interpret, but they can be sometimes. Yeah, so we're going to help you through it in this episode. But before we do it, as usual, we're going to talk about what we ate this week to hopefully give you some inspiration for the week ahead. So, Matthew, what is the first meal that we had? We had grilled eggplant and roasted potatoes. Yummy. Super easy meal to make. Inexpensive. And extremely tasty. Yes, it's always a good meal when we make it. The roasted potatoes are fantastic. And you really can't stress it enough. It is a ridiculously inexpensive meal to make. Yep. The next meal that we had, we had cauliflower steaks. And we seasoned it with barbecue sauce. So barbecue cauliflower steaks. And this is something we haven't had in a while. But the barbecue sauce was really good. And the meal was a hit. Yep, we loved it. We had it with some steamed kale on the side and a little bit of quinoa. And then our third meal that we want to highlight this week is zucchini pasta, a.k.a. zoodles, with creamy sriracha sauce. So we do have this every once in a while. I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the podcast or not yet, but it's really one of our go-to meals. It's super healthy, and the cream sauce is just fantastic. It has a little sriracha kick to it. Yes, I like this meal also. It has the wonderful sriracha, as you mentioned, and it's just a light, refreshing meal. Yep, perfect for summer. Anytime, really, but very perfect for summer. Anything else that we ate that you can think of that was fantastic? No, these are the notable meals that we had this week. Oh, I can think of something else. We went to a friend's house for a barbecue, and she makes the best potato salad. I think we may have mentioned it on a previous episode. Did we? Yes, the last time we went. but (laughs) Probably. I think this may have been her best batch yet. I think so. So, Andrea, if you're listening, (laughs) we think this is your best batch yet. I know you were concerned about that, but it was fantastic. It was definitely a winner. All right, now on to our vegan product highlight of the week. And this is one of our favorites. It's a staple in our kitchen. It is the Trader Joe's meatless balls. Yes, we love them. It's one of the few things that is a staple, one of the few processed foods that is a staple in our house. So it's a great source of protein, and it can be used the same way you use meatballs for. So in pasta, meatball subs, you can crumble them up uh, for tacos and season them with taco seasoning. You can make breakfast sausage crumbles out of them, just add a little fennel and some of the, the breakfast sausage seasoning. And there's so much that you can do with them. But it's something that we like just to keep on hand in the freezer if we just need something quick. It is a quick snack. Just have a couple of meatballs or it can spruce up any meal you're making. Yep. So we absolutely love them and highly recommend it. So the next time you're at Trader Joe's, definitely check out the Trader Joe's meatless balls if you have not already. Check them out. Mm-hmm. All right. Now on to our main topic, and that is how to read food labels. 
So the nutrition facts and ingredient labels are required on packaged foods in many countries. They have a wealth of information to help you make healthy choices. The key is understanding the nutrition facts and identifying ingredients that are not vegan friendly. And that's what we're going to dive into here today. And some of these you may already know and some of these you may be hearing about for the first time. So let's get into it. All right, so let's talk about some of the nutrition things that we're gonna see, um, some nice tidbits. So first and foremost, you need to pay attention to the serving size. So knowing the servings per container is essential to understanding the rest of the information on the food label. When a label lists percentages for fat, cholesterol, sodium, or protein, they're referring to the percentage in a single individual serving. So ask yourself, how many servings am I going to eat? And I've noticed that this has been a source of some controversy over the years that they do that. So they are starting to change certain labels to indicate the amounts per container. So pay attention to, for that also. Yes, absolutely. And next we have calories and calories from fat. So calories provide a measure of how much energy you get from a serving of food. Many of us eat more calories than we need while not getting the recommended amount of nutrients. So the calorie selection of the label can help you manage your weight. So whether you are looking to lose weight or gain weight or just maintain your weight. So this is very important. So the general guide to calories, if we're basing it on a 2,000 calorie a day diet, uh, 40 calories is pretty low on a food item, 100 calories is moderate, and 400 calories is more on the high end. Yeah, so you don't want to eat too many of those 400 calorie items in a day. Yeah, so just be mindful of that. So you'll notice that on the recipes that we have on our website and the ones we provide for the bonus recipes for the podcast, we don't include nutritional information. So fat, calories, and so forth. And the reason for that is it's because if you are eating a mostly whole foods diet, then your calories and fat are gonna be in check and your meals are well balanced. So when we look at the nutrients, this part of the label shows you some key nutrients that have an impact on your health. And we're going to separate them. We're going to make it simple for you. We're just going to separate them into two main groups. Number one, groups that you're going to limit these type of nutrients. And group number two is that you need to get enough of these nutrients. So Maddie, which nutrients do we need to limit? We want to be careful with our fats. Now, there are good fats and bad fats, but we want to try to limit our saturated fats and our trans fats. Also, cholesterol or sodium may increase your risk of certain chronic diseases like heart disease, some cancers, or even high blood pressure. So keep these towards the lower end. Yeah, and other nutrients that you do want to get enough of is... Well, most people don't get enough dietary fiber. So you want to make sure that you're getting enough fiber in your diet. Uh, Vitamin A, vitamin C, calcium, and iron. And eating enough of these nutrients can improve your health and help reduce the risk of some diseases and conditions. So that is what you really want to focus on. So to sum up, if you're eating a well-balanced whole food diet, then you'll find it's easier to naturally keep these in check. 
Yeah, you don't need to stress about or scrutinize these too much, but we just want to make sure that you're being mindful of what's in the food that you're eating. And that's a good segue to the ingredient list. So scanning the ingredients to make sure a product is vegan friendly can be mind numbing at first. But once you know what you're looking for, it's just a quick scan and it only takes a couple seconds. So legally, companies have to highlight allergens in bold on the ingredients list. So for example, if the product contains dairy, eggs, wheat, or soy. When there's a statement that says may contain, it means the food is made in a facility that makes foods that contain these ingredients, not necessarily that the food has these ingredients in it. It's kind of their way to cover their own ass a little bit in case something accidentally gets into a food it wasn't intended to. Exactly. So they are covering their asses, which helps us identify easily if a product contains these things. So again, they're always like in bold. So you'll be able to scan real quick and see if it contains dairy, eggs, wheat, or soy. Um, They're easily identified. But it's all those sneaky ones, these weird names that aren't as easy to identify. So we're going to help you translate them. So here are some non-vegan ingredients to watch out for. Number one, of course, milk, eggs, honey, common and recognizable. Those are easily to identify in a scan. Next, we have gelatin. So gelatin is made from animal skin, bones, cartilage, and tendons. So gelatin absolutely 100% is not vegan. If you see it in the ingredient list, then that's gonna be a red flag for you. Next, we have casein or casein. It is a milk protein and it's in dairy products and some soy cheeses. So if you're looking at some of the soy cheeses, maybe in the vegan section, vegetarian section, you always want to look at the back of it to see if casein's in it because I forget some brands. It's it's rare now, but some brands do still have uh, that milk protein in it. And that can be a tricky one because a lot of times those cheeses are not in the dairy section. So you, you're inclined to think that they're safe, but they're not. Right. And I'm trying to think of the, a name of one of them that I can give it as an example, but I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, but yes, yeah, so definitely just look at the ingredient list. If you see casein or casein, C-A-S-E-I-N, I don't know if I'm saying that right, then that's something that you just want to be aware of. Next, we have vitamin D3. This comes from fish liver oil or sheep wool. So it's definitely not vegan. If you see vitamin D3, you might think that's a good thing, but actually it's not. So something to be aware of. This is one of the more trickier ones because you see vitamin D3 and you're like, all right, but it's not vegan friendly. Yes. Next we have whey. W-H-E-Y. And this comes from milk and you'll find it in some breads and baked goods. That's normally where you would see that. I'm going to let you take the next one because you've done <laughs> and, extensive and, research and on this. why is that? What are you accusing <laughs> me of here? <laughs> the next one is the isinglass, which is from fish bladders, and this is most commonly found in my travels in alcohol. Yes. Which I believe is why you let me do this one. Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying you're an alcoholic. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, this one, um, a lot of 
I don't want to say a lot of, but some alcohol is processed through isinglass, which is fish bladder. So something to be mindful of. A lot of wine. I would say a lot of white wine is tricky. Champagne. But it's a good thing that you have Barnivore. To help you. So Barnivore, I know we mentioned it before, is a website that you can go on and type in the alcohol that you want to research, either wine, liquor, beer, and it'll tell you whether it's vegan friendly or not. So it's a great, great, great resource. And Barnivore is obviously one of my go-tos, so I'm on it often. All right, next we have lard, tallow, suet. That sounds great. Yeah, (laughs) yummy. These are all terms for animal fat. So lard, I think everybody knows. That's that's a common one. But when you see tallow or suet, if I'm saying that right, S-U-E-T, that uh, is referencing animal fat. So just something to be aware of. And what I do quite often is if it's something I just have no clue what it is, I look it up. And then next time you know it right away, it's good or bad. Yep. Next one is kind of (laughs) gross, is carmine. So if you see carmine in the ingredient list, carmine is a red coloring made from ground insects. So it's used in a lot of juices, colored pastas, some candy, And it's really gross. And it's also in cosmetics, too. Some red lipstick that you might uh, put on, some of that nice red lipstick. Uh, A lot of it contains carmine. So just something to be mindful of. It's ground insects. Putting insects on your lips. Yes. Yes. It's a thing. (laughs) It is a thing. You're right. You're right. It is. (laughs) Next, we have albumin. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. It's A-L-B-U-M-I-N. And this is made from egg whites. And you might see this in, a, in some processed foods. So something to be mindful of. A lot of these things on our list are difficult to pronounce. I know. But you know what? I left a lot of, <laughs> I left a lot of them out. I only kept the ones I can sort of pronounce or that I can pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so yeah, so a company will not just put egg whites on there. They use albumin. So I don't really know why, but something to be mindful of. Next, we have lactose, which I think most people might know. Um, it's a lactose is a milk sugar and it's made from cow's milk. And you'll find that in a lot of dairy products. And, and this is one that also pops up in alcohol. A lot of beers will use this if they're trying to achieve a creamier flavor. They use the milk sugar. Yeah, you'll see that in a lot of stouts, like a milk stout or something like that. They'll use the milk sugar. So just something, something again, to be mindful of. (laughs) Uh, Next, we have pepsin. And this is from pig stomachs. So if you see pepsin, then that's something that you want to avoid. And next, a big one is cholesterol. So if you see that in the nutrition values or if it pops up in the ingredient list, then that is a major red flag right there because no plant-based food has cholesterol. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. Vegan plant-based does not happen. If it has, if it shows that it has cholesterol, it, it's, that's a red flag that there, it's an animal product. Is being in there. There's some animal ingredient in the food. It's a quick, easy check right there. Yep. 
And those are the ones that we kind of wanted just to bring to your attention. Those are some of the more common ones to be aware of, but there are so much more. PETA has an extensive list and I'm going to include the link on their website in the show notes. So you'll have that, that you can peruse and reference. You're never going to know every single one. So don't overthink it and don't get completely stressed out. But these are just something to be mindful of. And there are also a couple apps that can help you too. I know we mentioned these in a previous episode, but there's the Vegan Pocket app titled Vegan Pocket. And also there's an app called Is It Vegan? And those two apps will allow you to scan the barcode on an item at the grocery store and it'll tell you if it's vegan or not. So definitely useful tools to have with you as well. Super quick and helpful. Yes. So we hope we've made it easier for you to translate food labels and to make quick, informed food choices that contribute to a healthy plant-based diet. Well said. Thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really pretty simple. Not the most exciting topic in the world, but we hope that you've learned something and that you've enjoyed this episode. Yeah, because I know those labels are a big source of frustration for a lot of people. And they have been for me also, but now I can navigate them pretty quickly. Yeah. All right, well, we truly appreciate you listening. And if you like this episode, please share it, rate us, and give us a good review. We would truly, truly, truly appreciate it. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. All right, we hope you have a good week. Peace Peace and love. love.